0: I'm going to be honest, I don't really know what I'm doing. He was often a player that I would buy on Football Manager. That's it's already a terrible reason. From Jon Snow, Matt puts Dan's wardrobe to shame. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Look at him, the cat that got the cream.
1: Ian Tyler said was the worst thing he'd ever seen in his life.
0: My theory on referees is, give them the nicest changing room in the stadium. This is the most bizarre oh, right. thing I've ever <laughs> Hear me, me out, hear me out. I cannot believe Gabby had Bond
1: That's isn't crazy, isn't it? That's isn't terrible. It? Yeah, we may well have lost listeners early doors again with a long, long-winded long intro. Go, shoot. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View podcast. Award-nominated Podcast Tom thought I'd get it in, thought I'd get it in early.
0: It doesn't sound quite as good, award nominated. No, we would like award winning. Hopefully, we'll be able to say in a
1: few weeks, award winning podcast. That would be nice. For those of you that don't know, we've actually been nominated for a football blogging award. I've not messed around with anything <laughs> <in> at all. <laughs> no. I wish I'd not started with it's it not now. It's the end of no. my uh, oh, running it? order. Well, you have notes, you'll have like to go in the bin, yeah, as they normally do. So, yeah, we've been nominated. For, for an award and now we're in it we
0: want to win it don't we Tom we absolutely do so we've been nominated for Bed, best podcast Bed. oh dear what a terrible <laughs> oh, they're not watching this. best podcast at the football blogging awards um, and there's a couple of ways you can vote uh, you can vote through twitter um uh, using various hashtags, or you can vote at footballbloggingawards.co.uk. All the information is on the Villa Views Twitter feed, um, and it's on inst- several Instagram accounts. All that kind of it's everywhere as well. Yeah, so uh, it's really important, actually, that, that if you like what we do, that you do vote. You can vote by both mediums as well so please make the most of it um but it's it's massive for us isn't it we we have a great time doing this as we as we always say it's um it's brilliant fun and we love it uh but to be to be recognized by an award like like the football blogging awards that's that's massive it's very surprising (laughs) as well (laughs) If,
1: if, if, if i'm being honest we're up against some uh some decent podcasts as well so all the support we could get would be would be absolutely massive so and thanks for all the support you've given the podcast already because to be fair if no one listened to it we probably wouldn't be getting nominated for awards would we so mm, it's, totally. it's, it's a it's a big thing and we're, we're looking forward to looking forward to the
0: event yeah uh, so the um, the voting closes on Monday and uh the event is on the 17th of May Yeah. so uh, at the Alexandra Palace in London. Ali Pala. Yeah. Home of yeah. the Darts yeah. uh, so that's going to be fun we're going to get the whole team there me, Dan, Dan Rowlandson and Chris Dolan as well of course um, so it's going to be a good night and uh, we're looking forward to it but it's a better night if you win yeah we'd like to, we'd like to win When once you win it you want to win
1: it so yeah any support gratefully received
0: we're at two minutes
1: we've talked about the award
0: let's move on to the real business how was your holiday?
1: good yeah the sun was quite elusive it only came out the last the last two days and we cut our holiday short to get back for Villa Derby. I say we cut the holiday short. <laughs> yeah. I cut the holiday short so that we could be back for the Villa Derby game, which was a good decision because it, it was a good game. But unfortunately, those two days... That we missed with our friends, it was very, very hot. Oh, they stayed apparently, on. Apparently they stayed on for another couple of nights, yeah, and it was
0: very hot again apparently. how I know it was Ange. She's all right actually. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's a good girl. She doesn't get too too cross with me. You are making me look exceedingly pasty. I think it might be one the light, but also your are <laughs> uh... like, The light is making you look a bit like Casper the Friendly ghost. <laughs> you're you're tan,
1: you got a little I, hue. I don't know how, because literally when it was a heat wave in Birmingham and London when I was seeing all everyone's pictures on social media, I was wrapped up in a towel on the sunbed. Yeah. Trying to
0: brave the chill. Uh, Robbo stepped in for you, yeah, Tom did. Robbo Robinson. The Cambridge Mafia was in force last week. Posh Boys podcast. Yeah. I, think so. I think I saw someone say, uh,
1: possibly. How did you? Did you listen? I did. I listened on my on my sunbed, probably in a towel. Mm-hmm. So to be fair, I thought it was very good. Actually, really, I really enjoyed it i was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Ah. I don't know why. I don't know if,
0: like. That's good.
1: Yeah, I don't often because when I do it, I don't sit there and watch watch you back or listen to it back really, unless I think there's been something that was incredibly good in there that I want to see how it how it turned out. So never watch it. It's uh, it's weird listening to yourself though. Isn't, yeah, it's isn't not it? as not as fun. So I preferred listening to you you and Tom and Robbo's are very knowledgeable. Knowledgeable chap, is a he? he? He he did very well for his debut podcast. I thought somebody
0: said on the on the comments best podcast duo so far. Yeah, so. I thought, I thought that
1: fellow's a little harsh. <laughs> I've done about forty five podcasts <laughs> and he's and he's done one yeah. to, to say that. But everyone's entitled to their, their opinion. Yeah.
0: Well, it's good to have you back. Uh, good, good to, to be ta- back. T- uh, chat all things Villa. We've got lots and lots to talk about, so it's going to be a busy show. So <laughs> we've already wasted five minutes of it. Yeah, so let's get start. let's get into uh, the game. Aston Villa one, Derby one cut your holiday short to be there. Was it worth it? Yeah, yeah, I had a good day. I
1: mean we'll come on to what I did before the game later on. But yeah mm. the game, it was a very enjoyable game. I thought we were a bit off off colour. In, in the first half, when we looked quite vulnerable to Derby on the, on the counter-attack. In the second half, we, we played well. I think, at times, perhaps a little one-dimensional in the fact that we just seem to lump balls into the box, get out wide, cross the ball, see what happens. But in the main, it was causing Derby problems. So that's probably why we continued to do that. And I don't know how we took us so long to score. We had a collection of chances. Eventually, we got the goal, and then there just wasn't quite enough time for us to carry on that momentum. The goal had come five, ten minutes earlier. I think we'd have won because you, Derby came there to defend and in the main they defended very well Scott Carson had a good game they got lots of blocks in bodies on the line I thought Derby defended very well wasn't I impressed with them going forward but then I think that was their their game plan and then to be fair they nearly scored a second on the break with a, that lovely little flick from Vidra did you see it where, mm. where he put Voiman through yeah. and it was El Mohamedy actually that ended up blocking it
0: so I think it was I, Chester that blocked it no? I thought it was El Mohamedy but it, we're both probably wrong and it, was, and it <laughs> was someone else I'm pretty sure it was Chester but I, I do have a do have a habit of he Chester brought. made a block from another chance unless oh, I've oh, got yes, my chances mixed up there's maybe a few good blocks from us <laughs> um, as well what did you think of Weimann's performance because obviously he, he pickpocketed uh, Taylor for, for the first Yeah, he, he, and he came back to Haunt us again earlier in the season as well didn't he where he scored he'd been on a bit of a dry spell if I remember rightly then scored the game before and then scored against us as well um, or, or set up a sat up one as well I think I can't remember um, how, how did you see Vyman playing
1: he did well he looked, he looked live I've got a lot of time for Andy Vyman actually yeah. he was with us at a time where we weren't great but actually in one of the seasons he got he got double figures him, Gabby and Benteke had that very good season yeah. in, Lam, in Lambert's maiden season so there's obviously a good player there you don't score double figures in the Premier League unless you're a good player so at the championship level for me he's a very good effective player and he, and he caused us problems he he works hard he does what he says on the tin Really works hard, gets himself into goal scoring positions and needs a
0: a decent finisher, he's got good good movement and yeah, he, he played well. He talked about the chances that we had, Kodja grab and hit the bar, Hurrahan had a glorious chance. Yeah, which hitting he, to the ground He fluffed his lines a little bit with that one um, Made up for it though for the, for the goal, because the goal came from his shot and that was a thunderbolt. It certainly was, yeah, we'll come on to that as well, but these, these chances that we, that we had so many of, it's positive to see that Villa are creating the chances and you see the little one-twos between Jack Grealish and Hurrahan and, and some of these other players as well the, the the creation is there, if not the finishing. Can we take the positives from that into the playoffs? Yeah, I, th- I mean, I th- sometimes it's just one of
1: those days, isn't it, where you can't seem to ca- to catch a break, and it, it did look like we w- we may get away without without scoring until Graben took it away. But any any game where you're having twenty two shots, no. I think you've probably played quite well. I mean, in the second half, we were I thought we were very good.
0: Yeah, no, it's. it's- it, it's positive. I think. I think the main thing that I want to take away from this is the points really don't matter. Well, it didn't matter, did it? It didn't matter. No. Yeah. So that's that's fine. We'll go into Millwall and we'll talk a little bit about Millwall because there's some sil- selection choices to be made. But it is the chances and it's the chemistry that's most important. And when we go to what Middlesbrough most likely um, away and home, we want to be we want to be tearing them apart because I think the. the the creativity that we played with against Derby, if we can show that in two legs against Borough, then we should have no problems. The away
1: legs, the key leg like, for me. At home, I would back us against anyone. I know we've lost the odd silly game, but when the big games have been at Villa Park, we've mm-hmm. turned up and we've done well. We've won we, and we've won well in most cases, and you know the atmosphere that night will be absolutely superb. You know that it will be one of those nights that you'll remember for the rest for the rest of your life. You'd, like I think back to Inter Milan when I was a kid at Villa Park, Ajax. It's this season, the Wolves game, the Birmingham games, the atmosphere yeah. was was incredible. So you know that'll be, you'll be, it's under the lights as well, you know that'll be a packed house. It'll be a night to remember, hopefully, for the for the right reasons. Yeah. It's just the away leg. We've gone to grounds, I know we beat Ipswich recently, but we've been to other grounds recently and not turned up. You have to turn up in the playoffs. If you don't turn up against Middlesbrough, they will beat us well in the second leg. Would be difficult, so it all hinges on that away leg. For me, if we come away with a creditable... Credible. Cred- credible 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 yeah. Credi- We come away with a credible <laughs> Credible result Podcast uh, nominee, uh, Yeah uh, Middlesbrough's ground uh, And we stand a very good chance Yeah I got some stick actually Off a Middlesbrough fan on Twitter For something I've said in the podcast That I don't remember saying I think I must have said I'm not scared of Middlesbrough
0: I've, and I'm I've not definitely
1: re- said that. I'm not really scared of of anyone yeah. in this league because, as I say, in the big games, we've shown that we can beat them. Tim, Tim would if they had Brentford had been in the playoffs, I wouldn't have fancy playing them because we can't seem to beat them. Yeah, it's always ugly. But we've played there. Middlesbrough twice this season. We haven't conceded. We've won one and we've drawn one. So from that respect,
0: I'd be relatively confident of beating them. But I know playoffs is a different different animal. Well, we had a question earlier on uh, in the month about your ideal playoff draws. And I think I put Middlesbrough, um, I'd like to meet them in the semis because I do think that we could do a job against them home or away. Um, and then I, I fancy our chances against a, a different, different type of team at Wembley. Um, after all, we'll talk a little bit about the playoffs now, but I just want to, uh, in a minute, but I just want to talk about uh, Lewis Grabham for a yep. second. He uh, he got his 20th goal of the season, and I think I said this to Robbo last week, he could become the first player to uh, play for a relegated and a promoted in the championship, uh, twenty goals in the championship for two different sides. That's a phenomenal achievement. For is, he the, is he the Golden Boot at the moment, or is someone else ahead of him? Uh, I think it was
1: Vidra was leading. as Bobby, Bobby Reid was knocking around as yeah, well, wasn't he? Bristol was was I don't there. know exactly who's
0: leading at the moment going into the last day of the season, but he's definitely challenging.
1: Yeah, he's. Been incredible, really. Like I didn't think we needed him as as we as we know, which again, not a good a- advertisement for the podcast. <laughs> really, I just thought we had en- enough strikers, and I didn't. I don't think I realised or appreciated how good he actually was. Because I've always, to be honest, I've always thought of him as a bit of a journeyman. Mm. He's been at lots of teams: Norwich, Bournemouth. He's been a, he's been around the been around the I He's been at lots of teams there, and could only think of two teams that he's that he's been at Sunderland. So he's been he's been around around the block really, and not. I've never seen him as a, a goal scorer. God, he's been a goal scorer yeah. for
0: us. To be fair, he scores all kinds of goals as well. well. He's 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 literally the one that's that's kind of in and around the box. I hate that phrase, but he, he is there and he's ready to pounce. His reactions are so good. And like I yeah. say, uh, it was Hurahan's shot that, that created the chance. But Graben always seems to be the first one that's going to react. And he just takes a chance on those kind of balls. Well, John Terry
1: did incredibly well for that goal as well, because yeah. most people would probably just chuck a foot at it and and saw saw what happened, but he managed to have the composure to just lay it off to grab him, which I'm not sure... Many players would have had that kind of composure in that position. So for a, de- a defender to, yeah. to do that shows you how cultured he is. It was a it was a good assist for him to be fair, and a good. I, f- I feel like it, it's like another player on a streak a little bit. Like I think he's playing above himself. If that makes sense with Grabben at the moment, because earlier on in the season it was a domer who was that one who kept finding himself yeah. in the right place when he was on a hot streak. So I think grabbin's on a real hot streak at the moment, and maybe he's playing at a level that even he
0: didn't think he was capable of. Well, he looks like he's enjoying his football as yeah. well. You, you talked about some of the clubs there and and with no disrespect to them Aston Villa is 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 a big club if, if you talk about the ones that, that he's also played for so maybe he's relishing that opportunity to play in front of 40,000 fans and
1: also when he's moved out wide he looks quite dangerous yeah dangerous still so he's got a, he's got a decent passing I think he's grabbing he's got a little bit of everything he can get in behind he can hold the ball up he's he's decent in the air he's got a got a powerful shot so he, He has got a bit of everything. So at the moment, for me, he's got the shirt as as Villa's number nine for one of a a better
0: phrase. And he's going to take something big for him to lose that shirt yeah there was um, a couple of speeches after the game obviously Villa's last home uh, league game of the season not including the playoffs um, Steve Bruce made a little little speech he, he kind of thanked the fans um, he said hopefully you've seen a little bit f- um, from the players and and hopefully we're we're on the way back again that's got to be the aim for a club like ours was it a well-received speech from Steve Bruce yeah, I mean to be honest in home games
1: especially Steve Bruce gets an awful lot of love. Right. Oh, I think so I think he has be, been really really appreciated and they were doing the lap of honour he came down and did the bow did the bow to the whole ten. So he's done an awful lot of good. I know he's got his detractors still but he has done a lot a lot of good and, and you've often spoke about what must he have walked into Yeah. He, he must have fought a lot of fires for me. So, although I do think we could be could have done a little bit better this season, I like. You think how close we've ended up to second? It is frustrating that we couldn't have just won a couple more games. But yeah. I, th- I look back on the season on a whole, and I think he's made mistakes but all managers will have made mistakes but overall his impact since he's been at this club has been incredibly positive and I think he's done very well
0: yeah John Terry also uh, said the support have been superb um, and now everyone needs to get behind us throughout the playoffs Um, we've got to do it Aston Villa is a massive club should be in the Premier League togetherness is pivotal to our success he's kind of embodied that togetherness hasn't he I feel like he's one of these um, one of these core guys that's brought the team back together
1: he's a big part of it as well, I don't think you can underestimate the job he's done since since he's coming because standards will have immediately raised when he walked into the building. But he knows what's required to build a good team spirit and build a winning team. John, John Terry, I mean, to be fair, I don't think they were going to ask him to say anything. Mm. But as captain, I think he thought, right, I'm going to come here and I'm going, to, I'm going to say something. And he was the one that made Gabby come over and, and talk. And Gabby hasn't really played a part. For Villa, for Villa this season at all except for the first game of the season but John Terry will look at that dressing room and think everyone is a part of that and everyone is one so even him just getting the fans to give Gabby a a round of applause and make Gabby a speech. He tells you what kind of a captain and a leader he
0: is. Now, I don't want to talk too much about Gabby Agbonlahor because we have talked about him a lot on the podcast over the last few weeks and and months really. But um, he obviously was sent off, as in not not sent off, off well, the pitch. I didn't say that. But he was um, he was he was sent away from Villa Park with a with a kind of rousing applause. There was a, there was a lot of support for Gabby and kind of maybe fans who disliked him or or kind of thought he should have gone a long time I mean a lot of us thought he should have gone a a long time ago but yet he still seemed to get a bit of an ovation yeah he got a very good reception I didn't hear anyone reception is the word I was looking for that whole spiel goodness me (laughs) I didn't hear anyone
1: say anything bad about him to be honest everyone seemed to be up and uh, and applauding him my dad didn't get up but then Nowadays, he's not the most mobile. Tough anyway, on the anyway, hips. Anyway, yeah. Tough on the hips. I told my dad, we were walking to Villa Park on, there's as an aside, walking to Villa Park from the car on a Saturday, and I said to my dad, well, you're closer to 70 than 60, Dad. <laughs> and you'd think he'd know his own age because he's, <laughs> 60, he's 66, but he was like, like I'd ch- shot him, he just looked completely demoralised. He'd not realised.
0: Oh, that's tough. He'd not realised that. I remember when you turned 30 and, and you had to be, you had to, Take some time in a dark room. Yeah, so what must it feel like to turn seven to? Yeah. That yeah, was just a little story
1: there you go. that I thought I'd tell. But, yeah, he got, a, he got a good reception, Gabby. He's been around a long time. and Whichever way you look at it, I know that he's given me a lot of happy memories. I'm sure he's frustrated me on a number of occasions as well. But yeah. in the main, I remember those big goals more than anything else.
0: So there's still a couple of... Ra- anything else, sorry, from the derby game that you wanted to bring up?
1: Uh, i was talk about Glenn Whelan a little bit. I, okay. thought he was, I thought he was superb. Yep. I thought he was man of the match for Villa. I think... He, He's no frills, but I think he did everything that's expected of someone playing in his position. Some of his passing was actually really good, and I was thinking about when he was in the team earlier in the season. and He went through a phase where he was struggling around Christmas, made a few mistakes, looked looked off the pace. But I think that's actually because we played him too much. Yeah. He's had a bit of a break in the second half of the season. Every time he's come in, bar trying to score two own goals against Cardiff, he's done he's done very well. Yeah, and I think he's a good I think he's a good player, and I think he'll be a big part. Of the, pl- of the playoffs now in there and a bit of know-how I just thought I thought he played really really well on Saturday
0: yeah we've utilised him a little bit more in the last few games where, where there's been a couple of injuries to to, uh, to cover for but but I think you're right he does everything that's asked of him he yeah. doesn't try to do too much and yeah with the exception of the own goal attempts he's been, been a real credit to, to the yeah. club do you think overall because again Whelan, like others, has his detractors and, and quite vocal. There's not detractors. too many
1: Villa players that don't have the detractors. We're very hostile, not hostile, like a demanding uh, support, aren't you're, we?
0: You're right. I think Villa fans generally, if you don't have a very long leash, do you, no. as, as
1: a player? But look, Grealish was. I remember uh, the summer, Grealish would have been getting criticised, and now people are saying he's the best best player in
0: the league, our, our best player. But it wasn't that long ago. Fans were giving him a little bit of stick as well. So does Glenn Whelan, if we go up. Does he leave, and if we stay in the championship, does he leave? That's the that's the question. I think he'll stay, whichever, regardless. Yeah, he's got two year contract, so he'll be here next next season. But can he be a useful? Can he play a useful role in the Premier League? Do you think still? Well, I saw someone said some, someone
1: said something to me on Twitter about well, look at Stoke without him. Because sure. they've, they've, struggled, sure. they've struggled, they've struggled, haven't they? But they were signing a host of central midfield players when he was there. But it always ended up being Whelan that was back in the team because he was reliable. So I think that's that's a valid point. That's a great. Stoke point. haven't been anywhere near the relegation zone the last the last few years while he's been playing in midfield. And now now they're almost certain they're going to go down. A good point to, to whoever yeah, made I that point. I completely forgotten who, t- who said that to him. But I really do think that was a valid point.
0: Uh, let's have a quick look then at the table. It's. There's still all to play for, not necessarily for Villa, but at the top of the playoffs and the bottom. There's literally nothing for us to play for. Then. <laughs> yeah. nothing, nothing can happen to us there. Yeah, so if you're, if, if uh, this is your source of news, uh, one check where you're getting your news from because it's poor. Uh, but, a bit But, a bit harsh. but Well... Yeah, I mean, carry on. It's self-deprecating. Yeah, um, that's what people like. Yeah, criticize Maybe. ourselves. So, all but, right. So, Wolves, Wolves win the league. Forget about that. Cardiff on eighty-nine, Fulham on eighty-eight. So, still all to play for for the second uh, automatic promotion place. Um, Villa in fourth there on eighty-three. Middlesbrough uh, look comfortable on um, on seventy-five. So then the sixth place is is the one to play for so Derby currently occupy at 72 points uh, two points behind them is Preston uh, and three points uh, behind Derby is Millwall on no, 69 Millwall. so Millwall, Millwall are also nine uh, nine goals behind Derby so we can effectively rule them out swing between Derby and Middlesbrough could potentially
1: happen because Middlesbrough's Goal difference is plus 22 and Derby's 19. So if Middlesbrough lose and Derby win, there's a there's a chance that that could be switched around and we end up playing Derby.
0: Yeah. So looking at the uh, looking at the fixtures for the last game of the season, you've got Birmingham v Fulham and uh, Cardiff v Reading. That will decide second and third. And then you've got uh, Preston at home to Burton. Uh, which you think that they should do a job there, Preston.
1: All all those teams need points, Burton, um,
0: Birmingham and Reading. That's true, Burton are fighting for their lives down the bottom, as are are Birmingham, but then Derby play Barnsley, Barnsley also on the same points as Burton. So what a last day of the season it's going to be at both ends of the table. Um, And then Middlesbrough... Are away to Ipswich. Ipswich are kind of on the beach They've been. On the you beach think for a long Middlesbrough time. would win that? But yeah, they have to travel, so so that'll be interesting nonetheless. I wouldn't like to do an accumulator there. I think that's difficult to pick. Like it's funny how it's fallen, really, isn't it? With all those teams, having stuff on the stuff on the line. The advantage for Preston and Derby is they're both obviously at home um, against. Relegation struggles. So you think that Burton and Barnsley's away form probably isn't that good. That's why they're down the bottom there.
1: I'm, I've got no fact, factual base on this, but I've got a feeling. Impression of struggled at home for some
0: reason. I don't know what that
1: could be. Completely oh. false. Okay. I've, Burton have dug themselves out the last few weeks. They've won a
0: couple of games, haven't they? Yeah. I'd. It's know. also worth noting that Bolton can still get out of there. They're playing Nottingham Forest at home. So it. I mean, even Reading could still get relegated at this yeah. point yeah. and then are 19th so you're looking at a real a real swing down the bottom that could be very interesting uh, in the midst of all that Millwall and Villa meet uh, at the Den the Dragon's Lair Harchester
1: Dr- United old all ground on Dream Team did, yeah. you, did you used to watch that? I did yeah, yeah. It's, it's the Dragon's Lair isn't I
0: it? I tended to watch Dream Team if I was like off sick from school <laughs> Okay. it was on Sky One at like 12.30 or something yeah, was it? Afternoon. and then he moved, he moved to Sunday Primetime did it? after a few series Yeah. Oh, yeah I used to love Dream Team nice uh, so yeah millwall have to beat Villa nine or so nil uh, to stand any any sort of chance so I mean, I mean anything could happen in football but I'd hopefully you would if we lost 9-0 going <laughs> yeah. into the playoffs let's yep. be honest it wouldn't be ideal
1: um, you cut that away and I was looking at it
0: would you, what else would you like to look at I was just at?
1: thinking who do you reckon is going to get second because that's quite pivotal because they'd be the team that would end up finishing third would be the ones you'd think if we were
0: to get there you'd end up playing in the playoff final to quote Kevin Keegan I would love it if Fulham made it because, so. because I think Fulham are a better side. I'd like to I see them in too. the Premier League. See, I
1: thought of that, but then my boss watches quite a lot of Fulham because right. his girl is involved with the Fulham... Ladies Academy, or whatever I don't know what it's called, and he was saying Fulham have, He went to Fulham Wrestling, he said they've been ordinary, really. And he watched them at the weekend, and they were ordinary when they, they beat some just snuck past Sunderland 2 Friday 1 night, yeah. on Friday, didn't they? Yep. So they're winning. I mean, they haven't lost for something ridiculous, they've like 25 games or something stupid. And Mitrovic has been a real find, yeah. But I think Brian Little was very confident that we w- would beat Fulham. As well, if we if we if we had to face them. So now I just kind of think whatever
0: happens happens. That's totally it. Well, I mean, let's get on to the playoffs then, because uh, it was the, mo- the moment we hope we'd never have to <laughs> have to go through. Yeah, for sure. Playoffs are. Um, you have to be confident. I think I think confidence is key in the playoffs. I don't totally subscribe to it being a lottery. I subscribe to it being a form game. Um, there, I mean, football is by its very nature of being a sport there is an element of luck in it but if you're carrying in your top form you've got your best players available more often than not you're going to win those games and the the fans play into that as well but I just think it's, it's really important that we, we have a good game against Millwall and we go in confident because I, th- I just think that the team spirit is going to be massive. You yeah. say that, but I
1: just—I actually don't think the Millwall game means anything. I think the general run-up to the playoffs has been good that we've gone for and beaten or whatever right. it is now, but I think if we lose to Millwall with a reserve side on Sunday, I don't
0: think that makes a difference. A uh, reserve side is interesting. I don't know if you read the uh, read the article that Aston sent on through on Twitter. I mean To
1: be honest, Aston doesn't usually offer any <laughs> real insight, but on this occasion, I think he has offered some interesting...
0: Uh, Yeah, all right. To give it a bit of background, a few people um, on Twitter, Ben Kennedy, Gareth Thomas, Simon O'Reagan, Aston Radford and Linda
1: Palot. Palot, I'm going to go with
0: I doubt it's Palo. Palo? That, <laughs> I think, uh, Linda, if you want to rebrand that, then you really should. Go for I think some she's, sort probably of not, she's probably not going to rebrand some that. Some Parisian theme there. Linda Palo. You you've been Paris- spending too much time away. <laughs> that's true. Um, so a lot of people asking what the best plan of attack is for Millwall. And that's an interesting point you raised. Do you think the players already know that it doesn't matter? So they they don't. If they, even if they lost 2-0, 3-0, they wouldn't, they wouldn't mind so much?
1: I liken it to so when you know you've got a cup final coming up. You don't want to get injured. So if we're playing our first-choice team, I can't imagine them being full-throttle. Yeah. Obviously, some will have to play. You've got
0: Aston's rules there that he's told, that he's told us about. I do, yeah. So um, the I had it on my phone, but I, I read it earlier, so I, I kind of know what he's talking oh about. God, this could be anything. could be, <laughs> could be, could be getting explained here now. Uh, so Aston said... Um, What would your starting 11 be, bearing in mind that the new rule that came in this season? I must admit, I didn't know about this. Yeah, was that you are no longer allowed to uh, completely change your team. So um, there has to be 10 players that were on the team sheet from your last game. So they don't necessarily have the 18. Exactly. They don't have to have started or even come on, but they do have to have been on the team sheet. So you could theoretically change the majority of your team keep Sam Johnston keep uh, John Terry and and keep I don't know Robert Snodgrass something like that yeah. and then the rest of them you could kind of uh, change up but it so you could be... take eight out of the squad is what you're saying yes what would happen if you had ten players who got a flu bug I think it's if you um, if you fall foul of this then you get investigations you get investigations and you ultimately get fined by the EFL so if it if it proved that everybody was actually sick legitimately sick then yeah. you should probably escape punishment
1: I mean you'd probably get away with it if you I mean the EFL have deemed that uh, Mendes has nothing to do with Wolves It hasn't have yeah. so their judgment's obviously a bit off
0: <laughs> impaired somewhat <laughs> yeah um, so, so going back to that though how how many players do you think you would change? What would eight. be your lineup? I'd rest eight players. Would you? Yeah. Go on then. talk us through I your lineup.
1: Well, I, I haven't thought about it. So. No,
0: you're on the spot here.
1: See, I wouldn't play Chester, but he's played every minute since he's joined, yeah. so he's bound to want to want to play in this game. First one that you leave at home automatically is Grealish. He goes nowhere near the Dragons Lair. Yeah. Because you don't want him getting kicked up and down like he does every game against against Millwall. John sure. John Terry stays at home. Yep. I imagine he'd have got a lovely reception being an ex-Chelsea boy from the from, from the Millwall fans, so he would stay at home for me. Trouble is, we're a bit light on centre-back, so Chester will probably end, end up playing with Yedinak. I would think... I'd put, I'd, I wouldn't play Hutton, although he probably needs the, leads the min, needs the minutes, but looking at the difference of when he was at left-back and when Taylor was at left-back, like it or not, we were more effective. With with him on the pitch, Taylor's confidence just looks like it's absolutely shot mm-hmm. at, the, at, the, at the moment, so... I, I'd be tempted not to play Hutton. Wouldn't play Wouldn't play Connor. Probably wouldn't play Snodgrass. And I probably wouldn't play grabbing although he's up for the Golden Boot, so he'll want to play, so it's difficult. Would you play Albert Adoma? Cause yeah, try Adoma... and play him back into form a little bit. I think I probably would play Adoma, and at the moment, in the nicest possible way, and obviously he's been unbelievable for us this season with goal and assist output and all-round contribution. At the moment, I think those are the players that can, can play there potentially at the same level he's playing at at the moment. Mm-hmm. He looks a bit jaded still. Adoma is not not at his best. And when we make a sub, it always seems to be him that comes off yeah. at the moment. So I'd maybe try and play him back into form.
0: I'd like to see uh, Hogan back, give him give him a few minutes. Uh, a couple of questions. Codger will play. I was going to say, Gareth Thomas says, uh, would you play Codger and Onoma for, the, for yeah. the
1: 90? Onoma made a difference when he came on. He wasn't on for that long, but we looked a lot a lot more dangerous when, when he came on. He seems to have upped his game. Again, raised his game to the level he was at at the start of the season. He made a real impact when he came on on Saturday, I thought. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, related to that slightly... Lansbury. PM, yeah, good good shout. PMT 3000. Who is the best when they're both fully fit and on form? Jonathan Codger, loose grab
1: I don't think there's much between them, Yeah. to be honest. At the moment, as I say, Graben has got the shirt and he's going to take a lot to take away from you. I'd be surprised if Codger started any of the playoff games. I think he'll be used as an impact sub. It'd be good to see well. him. Good to see him start against Millwall, though. He'd like a goal. Oh yeah, he'll play. he'll play. He'll play Saturday, Sunday. Sorry, no doubt. But I would be very surprised if he, unless there's injuries, if he started any playoff games.
0: So I'm trying to work out the team at the moment because you've yeah, got. I'm not giving you much to go much to well, go there. Hogan should be playing. Codger should be playing. Grabber might play. Adoma might play. We look yeah. a little bit heavy. I know because no, Adoma can play wide, right?
1: Parnie and play grabbing on the left. Would you play him wide
0: front. right because he's done his best football on the left? He can play
1: there though for the sake of this game. I don't I don't see this game as being any anything that's going to matter and I don't see it being 100 miles per hour from Villa. At all. I wouldn't play Sam Johnston. Yeah, I'd give Bunn a game. He hasn't played all, all season just in case anything was to happen to Johnston. Buns out of game, mm. and you don't want to risk anything happening to Johnston in the game because he's our number one goalkeeper. Anything could happen in football, couldn't it? Um, Josh, Plus he got up through a few threats, didn't he? Johnston, he kicked, oh, yeah. he kicked that ball into the uh, into the Millwall crowd by mistake in the home 0-0 draw, and he got was getting threats on Twitter, wasn't he? That we do a pitch invasion on our last game of the season, we're
0: gonna we're never gonna forget this, and we're gonna get you Leave him at home. Can you imagine? <laughs> Just in case. Goodness me, um, Josh Parker then. This is an interesting one. How do you get the players pumped up for a game like Millwall? Do you, do you think they all just have an understanding that, that lads don't worry about it, concentrate on next Saturday?
1: What do you think Steve think Bruce so. says? I think what Steve Bruce will say in public will be very different to what he says behind exactly. closed doors, and I think what the players say yeah. will be different as well. It's just, it is a nothing game because we our position doesn't change. Based on where and where we finished, there's more things that can go wrong in injury with injuries if you play your strongest team than the benefits of, of playing them for me. So it's just not worth it. Yeah, are you
0: are you nervous about this game? Not really. No, I'm, I'm about about injuries or about. You seem quite nervous. No, I'm, I just I just don't <laughs>
1: think Bruce will do will do it. I don't think he'll. I think he'll rest a lot of players. He'll rest as many as he. As he can, the, the difficult ones are the Chesters and the Grabbins because they have got something resting on it. Chester will want to continue that record of playing every minute since he's joined. Grabbin or want the golden boot, so it's difficult to, to drop them. But the people like Grealish and Horahan, Snuggrass, there's just literally no point playing them because they'll be in our strongest eleven. Yeah,
0: there's no, there's no point. Save them for Borough. Yeah, uh, or, or whoever we, whoever we play. But yeah, um, so there is some information about the playoffs uh, that that. Has come out since we last did a podcast. Um, like we say, likely opponent will be Middlesbrough or Derby. Um, so, your season ticket, if you have one, uh, doesn't cover playoff games. I think that's always been the way for
1: all EFL clubs. People were saying the wording of Villa's website was a bit off, right? Potentially, but I was never of the understanding that my playoffs would playoff ticket would be part of my season ticket. Yeah. It's like a cup competition for me.
0: Yeah, generally, I don't think
1: season tickets do cover. I don't think Villa cover, have got a choice either. Right. I think that's worth mentioning. I think the EFL take quite a lot of the pot of money that comes in. So right. if they were to, Villa were to say our oh, season ticket holders aren't going to pay, I think the EFL would have something to say about that. Yeah.
0: Um, so our games will be uh, Saturday the 12th of May, because there's also one on the Friday night before that, uh, 5.15 kickoff for telly. And then the follow-up is the Tuesday, the fifteenth um, of May. So quite a quick turnaround. Again, that's a seven forty-five I find that off. a bit bizarre. There's time to make them to be a week in between the games for me.
1: Yeah. I don't know why they're so close together. If anyone does know, that could inform us. Do you think it's? Uh,
0: well, do you think it's because some nations will have players coming from uh, to the World Cup? So they. But then there's such a gap to the final. The final not till the
1: twenty something. Oh, yeah. So true. there's there's a, there's. Like the final is two weeks from that first playoff game, so you could just play Saturday, Saturday, yeah. Saturday, and then there'd be a week in between everything. Yeah. And then there seems to be the, 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 there's a really long gap yeah. between the second semi final
0: and the final. Oh mate, if we if we make those, those are going to be nerdy oh podcasts. that'd be horrible. <laughs> we won't have anything to talk yeah, about, we'll and be, we just we'll
1: <laughs> speculate. We'll be utilising the squad because I won't want to be a part of that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Woody Woodward. Wood says, uh is that your real name? I would very much doubt it's his real name. You would very much doubt yeah. it. It's uh, oh a looking
1: at your Twitter handle, Tom, Tom J Sayers, and saying, is Tom J Sayers his real name? Is this the
0: same? Well, no, because Woody Woodwood is... Woody is a first name and Woodwood is a second name. Uh, Woody's not a popular first name unless you're a cowboy in a Pixar movie. <laughs> uh, he says, is it better to have the away leg first than uh, at home? For sure. Yeah. Well, if you
1: finish third or fourth, it's supposed to be giving you some kind of advantage because you finished higher. So I'm not sure what the statistics are, but I'd much rather play away first. I'd love you to give us the statistics. <laughs> I'd love you to be able to say statistics.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, anything else you want to say on the playoffs, on Millwall, uh, on on the No, kind of I don't think so.
1: Just while I mentioned your Twitter handle, shall we come on to the unnamed Tom Julian section that I've invented for today? I'm not sure how well it's
0: going to go down, but I'm going to try it. So, uh I mean, I am completely in the dark here, but Dan... Text me yesterday and just said, "Can you please leave a gap in the running order for an un- as yet unnamed feature?" So not often I asked for something like that. Mean, there, is it, it literally is in the running order here, yeah, um, I but it, I mean, it's way down, way down.
1: Worse, but I thought now was a good time. <laughs> right, go on, then. So chuck in a bit of a bit of hijinks. Okay. In the, in the <laughs> middle of the in the middle of the podcast.
0: <laughs> I'm really nervous.
1: But you don't need to be. But you may be a little bit. Usually, I'm the one that controls no, the game. that's what I thought. I thought yeah. you, when you gave Robbo a game last week, I was like, "I'm not having this." He needs something given against him, but I couldn't think of anything. I've actually. Got one you lined do. up for Dolan. Oh, okay.
0: That's
1: oh the boot game. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you, kept, you, kept <laughs> right that, you kept that hidden from him. Although he doesn't seem to listen when he's not in it, Dolan. No, it's true. a bit sulky, doesn't it? <laughs> um, anyway, I digress. A while ago, Matt and I did a video where we looked back over our old Villa tweets oh. to see oh. how bad they were. And if you haven't watched that video, they were horrific. Oh. If you go type in the Villa View tweets or twitter you'll find it somewhere there's some absolute howlers in there i'd like to say mainly from matt but i had my fair share as well so i thought i'm just going to go back let's have a look at some of the things tom might have said previously
0: i can't and believe you've done that. this
1: much homework no no i don't do it often do i but right. anyway i've come to the conclusion you must have got rid of, st- of stuff or not used hashtags great because i didn't find too much dirt and I asked rollo to help me he didn't do it no. but i found a few little <laughs> Little tidbits, right? Okay. Of stuff you've said. I will said.
0: probably say that I don't tweet as much as you, so therefore I don't say as many uh,
1: wrong things. Maybe, but there is the first one I've got here. Fourth of the third, two thousand and thirteen. Brad Guzan, Guzan is the best thing out of America since dot 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 dot. Brad Friedel. That got no likes, no retweets. <laughs> I probably had. I thought. it was that nice. a, an attempt at humour from Tom, or was he being serious? Like I wasn't, I wasn't sure what was going on with the
0: tweet. It was my main issue. I probably was serious. 2013. Yeah, I mean, he did have. A, he had a good season then. I doing, believe doing the job. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I wasn't it? into NFL and stuff then
1: either. No, so. this is Obviously. this is incredible. I thought to Sky Sports News on 8th of January 2012. Obviously you wanted McLeish to get the sack and you were <laughs> suggesting who the replacement should be. Sky Sports is my yeah. future employer. And these were the two, two, two that you came up with. One of them's just about passable. The other one, I've got no idea what you were thinking. Juan Pablo Angel back to Villa, either him or Gareth Southgate, get a bit of passion fired back into the lads. I said, I wanted to have Juan Pablo Angel <laughs> back as manager when he'd not managed and still hasn't managed anywhere.
0: Where has that come from? I don't know. Oh, it's na- not naivety idea. of the highest order. Yeah, uh, I was obviously going for for players who love the club. Juan Pablo right. Angel must have if been you think, a fever
1: th- dream. If you think that was your worst managerial show, oh, there's a worse that. one coming up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And Tom Tom Robinson, Robbo, who did the podcast last week, set you up here. And to be fair, he's he's going to come under fire because he started this. He said to you, Tom, would you love to see someone youthful manage Villa like Lee Clark or Gus Poyer. Lee Clark, <laughs> and then he said, come out with a good manager in the midst of that. George Sampao who's a good manager, right? To which you said. Lee Clark would be great reiterated he wants to do a job at Huddersfield now that may be tempted by the Prem obviously we all know that Lee Clark went on to nearly relegate <laughs> Birmingham <laughs> City from, he must from have the championship been, he
0: must have been doing well at the
1: time what's the date standpoint oh it? sorry uh, the 5th of February 2012
0: I've lost my pen otherwise I'd write this down and chip. no no it's fine I mean it's there yeah, it's yeah, there, it's there yeah. next one I'm surprised you haven't retweeted
1: these no but I didn't want to spoil it I didn't want to spoil it <laughs> oh, for yeah. you Next one. This is to- this is Tom when he's angry. Oh, no. I think third of November two thousand and twelve at Darren Bent. <laughs> in quotes, picked up a foot injury. Question mark. Do the decent thing and admit to Villa fans you're off to QPR to pick up your next cheque.
0: <laughs> angry Tom wow, getting of, angry at ben, of drinks angry
1: at, at Darren Bent. Oh poor old Benny. And then uh, he gets it. Actually, this has gone better than I expected. They're worse than I imagined. <laughs> This is 26th of July, uh, 2015. Gutted that West Brom are close to signing De Arbour, been saying for a while The Villa should bring him in on his pay-as-you-play deal. Class player. I feel like
0: he didn't play again after after that tweet in what? 2015. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. That's why you get him on a pay-as-you-play. That's quite a clever tweet there. Yeah. yeah. But, and you, I, you, I mean, he was a good player. He just never really... You wouldn't uh,
1: have wanted him even on pay-as-you-play. It would have been a waste of money.
0: He never um, realised his full potential, let's say.
1: Yeah. Last one. 15th of the 5th, 2015. This really uncomfortable. It, you know, is, imagine how me and Matt fell. We yeah. went through it for ages. Tom Julian, Tom J says, "I have a ticket for the FA Cup final. Best." birthday present ever comes from Dan Bardell no. cheers pal that's a nice tweet
0: I remember that and you uh, you I had a barbecue and yeah. you turned up and, and you gave me a card and gave oh, me I was very kind ticket. back in the day I've become
1: more nasty I
0: mean I had to buy the, the ticket he kind of, didn't just yeah,
1: give it to but I, I sourced it for you yeah you did even in 2015 I was quite resourceful yeah, yeah. that's great that's it that segment's over I'm sure there's more I didn't have a, a thorough look but yeah, I think your use of the AVFC hashtag must have been quite poor because
0: yeah, I wasn't loads there do you remember the first time we put this out and I think I tweeted AFVC <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that made me tell you all you need to know about my quality of- I used to run social media for, uh, for oh, a I couple forgotten of about that. so um, that shows how good I am enjoyable segment
1: yeah, thanks. So no worries. thought I'd do it.
0: So yeah, putting, putting in the homework sometimes pays off, yeah.
1: doesn't it? I've got to admit, you've come off a lot better than me and Matt
0: came off after I'm that sure. video. I feel a bit hot under the collar. Yeah,
1: yeah it's it's, uncom- it's uncomfortable listening to things
0: that you've things that you said. Very much, very much. Right, yeah. shall we get back? Yeah, sorry. Right. I enjoyed that. Oh, good. Villa's home attendance, best yeah. in the championship. Not a
1: surprise. No? No, I thought I on a on Saturday and his was atmosphere was banging and they stayed with the team as well which I liked Yeah. on Saturday even at 1-0 down we didn't get answer stayed with the team could see they were putting it in and making chances enjoyable do you know how many people have attended this season so far oh, I did see it but I am not 700,000 or something like that
0: 738,219 uh, more than 43,000 more than the next team who was the is, next Wolves? no you've no, got no. one more guess so, no not Sunderland they've got the beast
1: ground probably but but uh, nobody wants to. No one goes there. Poor Sunderland. That that was us. Sunderland. If, t- if Dr. Tony hadn't taken over, that was 100% us.
0: Did you see that they, um, the Sunderland official tweeted as well that Sunderland under 23's got relegated this season as well? God. It's just tragic. It's a, a, tragic a season
1: cast. to forget. Not much to look forward to there. Even their, even their new ownership thing sounds suspect to me. Yeah. Like the owner of Eastleigh. Yeah coming in, i worrying in times, I do feel for Sunderland, I know, I know a Sunderland fan it must be horrible, I haven't got my guess yet have I, no. I, was, I was feeling time uh, I'm just looking at the team list that oh, you've yeah, got yeah. there I will go with hmm I'll have to go with
0: Middlesbrough no you're wrong, Leeds that's United, uh,
1: that's an oversight
0: yeah, uh, So, but, but still 43,000 short of, of Villa so that's great, Um uh, yeah, uh, Saturday was the strongest or the, the highest attendance for nearly three years since Man U in twenty fifteen. Really? Yeah, August twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the the total seven hundred thirty eight thousand two hundred nineteen puts us among the top ten clubs in England, uh, higher than Chelsea and Everton. Really? Higher like than Chelsea? Yeah, Chelsea's stadium isn't that big though, is it? So they it's might like sell out.
1: Forty up. odd thousand though, or Chelsea. Uh, I, I
0: think know. it might be oh, yeah, it might be there or thereabouts. I'm surprised at that. Anyway, well done to All Villa fans. Good job there.
1: Tells you a lot that does. Says a lot. Massive, yeah. massive club. I don't
0: care what anyone says. Yeah. Absolutely massive club. I'm very, very well supported as well, so that's great. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the under 23s. Um, I know that you were following this as well. As we are recording this podcast, I also score. it's the playoff semi final, the under 23s, Premier League 2 playoff semi-final so it's only a one leg fixture uh, and they're playing Reading tonight so by the time you listen to this we'll know whether they're in the final it's or nil, not 0-0 at half time 0-0 at yeah. half time there you go um, and they're playing Brighton and Hove Albion in the final Brighton have already made it um,
1: Steve, Steve Bruce is there with his first team staff watching probably looking at people plans play on Saturday I would think
0: yeah Someday's potentially I'll... potentially um, it's also the under twenty threes are also through to the uh to the cup final. Yeah. To the Premier League Cup final, they beat Leicester three uh, two last Friday night. Yeah, I so saw. Good, good group that is we've got there. And you know. the, I mean, Leicester are a Premier League one team in this under twenty threes setup. So really, really good. Some promising young players coming through. We'd expect to see a few of those in at least pre season. Yeah, I'd expect to. As I I'd expect to see some
1: of them on on Sunday although I'm not sure when their next their next under is game is it Monday so maybe we won't see any of them maybe that hinders uh, the line up possibilities yeah. a little bit as well but fair play to them going to Leicester and getting that 3-2 people like Callum O'Hare Heber Murphy M- Mitchell Clark Keenan I know he's been in and around the first team more yep. than most they've got they've got futures
0: yep. hopefully at Villa very much so. Uh, We're running out of time a little bit but I did want to touch on um, there's been some news this week about the EFL programs situation. So Football League is investigating currently whether it's worth um, or whether it should be required that EFL teams produce a program. A lot of them are very expensive. Uh, People don't tend to buy as many programs as they used to. They're obviously expensive to make and most EFL clubs are making a loss on programs. So um, do you like getting programmes? Do, would you get one of a of a regular day?
1: I haven't got one every game this season, but this season I've actually got got it more times than, than not. Yeah, and it's a it's a really nice publication this season. They've took the size down a little bit. I'm not sure how much that impacts on expenditure, but maybe that takes it down a little bit. I don't think anyone should have to do one if they if it's making yeah. people lose money, then. Fine. If they're not selling them, then there's not much justification for them. But yeah. I, I don't know what Villa's program sales are. But for me, as one as I, I see Villa as one of the traditional clubs, yeah, it wouldn't sit
0: well if we didn't do one. You've got to think that EFL stretches down right, obviously down to League Two, and there, oh, are, yeah. there are there are clubs that are fighting for their future financially. Yeah, they should have to do it. Uh, teams like Morecambe and whatnot who. I mean, if it doesn't make any money, then why are you, why are you trying to put more pressure on them? So that's a, it's a really interesting situation. Be, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing where that one plays out. But I think you're right. Teams like Villa can afford to do one. And also there's a lot of fans who collect them. And yeah, that's, that's the like thing. To continue. I mean, for Morecambe, it wouldn't be wise. Oh. Oh. I, know. Yeah, I had that brewing
1: As soon as you said <laughs> As soon as you said Morecambe
0: That's excellent Darren Bishop Thank you for that Question on EFL Apologies programmes. for that Terrible pun Yeah very very good uh, The last thing I Want to just talk about Have you seen this News about the Royal Dice? Pardon. I didn't. <laughs> uh, There's a pub in Burnley that are going to rename, rebrand themselves, uh, the Royal Dice. It used to be the Princess Royal. Yeah. And they said that if, um, if Burnley qualified for Europe this season, then they would rename their pub after Sean Dyche. Interesting little story. Yeah. Kind of found it funny. Is there any... Uh, if, if you could name a pub after a villa legend, what, what would you name your I've pub? I've got a good one. Here. You're, oh, like, really?
1: you're like this. We shouldn't do, shouldn't do a pub. should do uh, a takeaway that does, fa- does fast food and call it Juan Cabablo and Girls.
0: Oh, very nice. I've, I've been
1: asked a question like that before because I had that in my head straight away. Did you? As soon as... Juan and Girls. Obviously, it would be McGrath's, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. You you would think. I suppose it would. But, or McGregor's.
0: McGregor's, yeah. yeah. McGregor's. he said you and McGregor then. <laughs> yeah, you and McGregor. Very nice. Very nice indeed. Dan, you're on fire with the jokes right yeah. now. Um, Thanks. Also, a nice joke, and this is going to move smoothly into my next... Topic of conversation. I, coming, I think the um, you did the uh, the warm up on Facebook Live. Is uh, this what you think I'm gonna No, perform- no, I thought you
1: were going to talk about my goalkeeping performance. Oh, yeah, well, that, that, saying was saying that was a joke.
0: That was that a joke. That would have worked better. You did the warm-up uh, on AVFC official Facebook the other day. Yeah. I liked it. I watched it, and um, with you had, obviously, Luke Roper one side, yeah. and then you were like, and I've got a tailor oh, on a my good, other good side.
1: side. I'm, I need to, I've turned into an, an old man using the buns at the moment. I need to stop doing you it. You need there? to
0: write that one down. Yeah. How
1: was Luke Roper? How, how was it? Very nice. Chat with him. Really, really nice guy immediately when he came in I felt like I'd known him my whole life which is always a was a good sign when you, when you meet someone just a very very passionate man I absolutely loves Villa couldn't wait to get talking about Villa just like a genuine man a, fa- a family man someone that loves Villa and someone that can't believe that this is this has happened to him, and couldn't be happier.
0: Yeah, you could tell from watching it that that he actually knew about Villa. He liked it. His kids were mascots, all that kind yeah. of stuff. If you don't know who Luke Roper is, he's the uh, the man behind uh, Luke 1977, who is uh, who are going to be the kit uh, designer for Villa's new kit next season. Um, how was he off the camera? I always find that interesting. Was he was he exactly as, the same? Exactly the same. Exactly
1: the same. Yeah, I, I really, really, lo- really liked him. Yeah, and him and Tails obviously knew each. Other, they're a bit of a handful to interview yeah to, to be honest they're both both very live I mean Luke was firing questions at me during the during the intro they're like big kids yeah t- Towsy's like a big kid yeah anyway at the, the best of times but yeah he's just a genuine guy no, nice nice bloke and i I thought I got myself a Luke 77 polo shirt yeah for the uh for the for, for the show because I didn't have any of his clothes before so I thought I'll oh, Got to try it out. No, really, really,
0: it's a nice piece of nice garment. Nice little plug. I yeah. think you can still get twenty percent off. You can, yeah. It was um, tweeted yesterday. Yeah. So if you if you look on social media for that, and I think it's on the website, the AVFC website as well. I'm excited about that part. I know you and Tom spoke about it last week, yeah. so I won't go into too much detail. But
1: I'm really excited for it. I, I like the fact that we're the first ones to pioneer something. Villa never under previous regime were never pioneers of anything except for like getting seventeen points and and we're getting relegated. But now, under this under this regime, we're getting an awful lot of things right. And I still think there's a lot of things that need to change and will be changed at the club. But in the main, everything they've done so far has been spot on for me.
0: I'll uh, apologise to you as well as the viewers because uh, last week I made an apology. You remember a couple of weeks ago I said... When, when they announced it was going to be a first for football, all this kind of stuff, I was like, there's no way. It's going to be an actual first. It's all a PR story. Yeah, you did say that, I, I ate humble pie last yeah. week, and I'll say it to you as well, because you were, you were quite excited, and I kind of felt like I put a dampener on Yeah, a mood killer you are. Yeah. <laughs> That's what my wife says. <laughs> <Edition>. No. Uh, <laughs> no, I hope not. Uh, not on my face, anyway. Um, well, let's move on to... Uh, it's been a busy week for you. Well, no, uh, I've been on holiday. It was the week before, wasn't it? Oh, you, just yeah. you just haven't seen That's me. That's true. So you had your soccer AM appearance. You were in goal for uh, Snodgrass, and, um and uh, Jimmy Bullard. Jimmy Bullard, the presenter of Soccer I am. Uh, how was it? Have fun. Really good. I don't think I'll be asked back.
1: No. I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll put it the best the best goalkeeper display you'll you'll ever see. But I've got a couple of excuses, yeah. up my sleeve for that. But it's was, it was really good. It was interesting for me to be around. Body more. I mean, some people might think that I'm there all the time, and I'm not. Yeah. So it, it just I was watching the lads train a little bit as well which I found really interesting and you can just see that we have got a good good group everything that we've said I could tell when I was there because I remember going to training when McLeish was manager on a tour and it didn't feel the same yeah. as it did when I was there this time everyone seems happy everyone was working hard they were putting a lot of grafting to the to the session and obviously to me Snodgrass and Connor was was great I met John Terry and Steve Bruce as well John Terry just has an instant aura Soon as I was talking to him, I just he probably didn't smell nice, but he just well, he felt like he was smelling nice. It felt like he was just a magnificent man, and I was in awe of him. Such an odd thing to say. No, no, it was a bit odd. But that was how, that was how that was how I felt. He just had a presence. Yeah, do you feel
0: a bit like a kid again?
1: Yeah, a little, a, a little bit. Yeah, he's I just can, a, I totally a legend of the that. game, isn't isn't it? I imagine yeah. that was it was like when he walked into the dressing room a little bit for some some of the players. I couldn't believe they were
0: working with him. I was standing there talking to him, thinking I cannot believe he's captain of of Aston Villa. You must think like like you just said there. Players like Jack Grealish will have literally watched him on telly and yeah. gone, "Wow, this guy is a is a as England captain is an absolute legend." I remember I saw Jack um, tweet that about Gabby Agbonlahor. So for, to play alongside the England captain, yeah, it must be unbelievable. It's just fantastic. Villa Mad asked who had the hardest shot. <laughs>
1: yeah, someone said he doesn't know, and that's very true. But what I can say is, whenever by the time I'd realised that Snodgrass and Connor had shot, he was already in, and I managed to redeem myself slightly with a save. From Bullard, but yeah. Connor was not happy at losing that. No, no, no. You're very competitive. He was not happy at losing. I don't know whether he was not happy at losing in general or not happy at losing to to Snodgrass. But the the tone was set with the first shot. Yeah, first shot, top corner. I didn't even see it. I mean, it was tough. Good, good for Villa. Yeah, for good I mean, for I'm Villa not a professional generally. goalkeeper, so you'd imagine putting me up against professional goal, professional footballers would end that way, and, and and he did. I just looked slow on the video, and I wore knee pads, which I thought was a normal goalkeeping thing to, the to the do. Yeah, I thought that was a normal goalkeeping thing to do, but Steve Bruce the Mick out of me. Oh wow! And then Jimmy Bullard took an absolute shine to
0: them and started calling me skateboarder for the rest of the day and on camera. So that was good. The only person that I've seen wear anything close to knee pads was Gabor Karai when he used to wear. He just wore track joggers. Suits. I've got
1: my knees are a bit a bit gammy. Years of playing five aside, and I, let, I I must say five aside and seven aside, I'm a good goalkeeper. I've yeah, seen put, it before. But yeah. put me in eleven aside and I'm lost you get there and the goals just look massive Yeah, uh, and I, I felt like I couldn't move and I was glued to the glued to the floor and I don't think I was covering my angles the best right. either but I thought knee pads was a normal thing to wear I wear them for five a side but I've realised that playing on a carpet at the recon complex, whatever it's whatever <laughs> it's called now, yeah. you probably don't need knee pads and the last thing you want to do is draw attention to yourself in situations
0: like that, and that's exactly what I did. Yeah, we've seen the Robert Snodgrass in a couple of little videos. Seems like an absolute laugh doing these kind of things. Seems yeah. to enjoy them. Is that how how it felt whilst you were with him? Yeah, I felt like all, all three of them, to be fair. We're having a great time
1: yeah. doing it. I mean, Bullard, obviously, I think he played with Snodgrass at Hull. Apparently, Horahan used to clean Bullard's... I saw that, uh, yeah. Bullards large boots boot, so yeah. they all knew each other. It was good, good banter. To be fair, it was, it was very, very fun. I mean, not that I was particularly involved in the banter. I was just standing there having the ball fired past me. But yeah. it was a good laugh. It was a good experience for me yeah. to obviously go down there and, and do that.
0: So it was great. Unbelievable stuff. Yeah. Um We did miss out one question. I say we, probably me. Oh yeah, you're the one with the notes, the man with the mate. notes. Uh, Derek Cannon uh, asks: Would you prefer to finish mid-table in the Premier League or be a consistent Championship title contender? Well, it's no good being a consistent championship tall contender
1: if you're not. The ultimate goal is to go to the Premier League, isn't it? So I'd probably rather be mid-table in the Premier League. Would you? Do you mid-table, think? Okay. Definitely, so, yeah.
0: So maybe I've done Derek's question a disservice there. Do you think? Has it been more fun to be in to I've, be competing this year?
1: Mate, I've had my fun. I've enjoyed it, yeah, but I don't want to stick around in there. Yeah, I want to get back up with the big boys. Yeah, we should. Villa shouldn't be in the Championship, and I know we are, and I know we're there because we deserve to be, because of what how we performed, but. We're a big club, and we should be in the in the Premier League. And if we don't get there this this season, it will be deemed a failure because that was what everyone said the remit was. So if we don't make it, it's, it's a failure. Yeah,
0: uh, a couple of question, uh, a couple of comments from YouTube from last week. Uh, Cyber on Blue, great podcast again, For a professional. Robo slotted <laughs> in because I wasn't there. Yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> uh, poor outro though, Tom. Yeah, fair. You forgot the old like, share, and subscribe bit. So knows, bit nose. Why can't Why can you know? I always forget that bit, don't I? Um, you look like you'd forgotten where you were in the outro, You're like a rabbit in the headlights. A yeah, little bit. It's because what? It's because I don't really think about the outro until it's right on me, and then I realise yeah. that Robbo. Wasn't going to do it, no, so I definitely had to. He definitely wasn't going to do it. Uh, Craig Newton says, Great job, boys. The caretaker slotted in brilliantly. There's a few uh, references to the third-team goalkeeper, yeah. the, the caretaker. He's got a few of those. Uh, Can't choose between Chester or Johnston for player of the season, but to be honest, I've been impressed by everyone. Thoroughly enjoyed this season, uh, and what will be, will be, UTV. Oh, what will be, will be, but I want to score up. Uh, JUNXS1. June XS1. Maybe. I mean, I wouldn't, wouldn't overthink it. <laughs> it's it's AST. Tom yeah, you idiot. Come on, I should have uh, called you up on that. Earlier. I mean, she didn't call me an idiot, but she no. she pretty much did. I have pulled you up on that before. Well, I in think an earlier video, I thought you and I couldn't decide together. No, it was always AST. Okay, sorry about. Come that. on. So that's the perils of not growing up in Birmingham. The problem. Sure.
1: Yeah, Robbo as well was the same, wasn't he? He didn't. Yeah. He didn't know.
0: Yeah, I think he even led it,
1: and possibly, I possibly. And did you are a follower.
0: Yeah, very much so. <laughs> I, yeah, I did. I did. Um, Admit my mistake on on YouTube there. Oh, I don't. Um, and a bit of trouble with that fern there, aren't you? Yeah, that's about it really. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's good. Um, Anything else? I don't think so. I've I've gone through a lot go of my notes. We'll we'll go on to to Millwall now on Sunday. Yeah. Um, like Craig said, what will be will be, and then we'll we'll gear up for the for the playoffs. The
1: so next podcast is the playoffs is. Looming large, isn't it? Very much. Jeez. so, Yeah. I really was hoping that we'd just go up automatically, and I wouldn't have this this, this potential despair. It's going to be a nervy podcast. Oh, I'm nervous you? now, just thinking, just thinking about it. It's starting to sweat. No, uh, it's horrible it, because you watch the playoffs, and obviously, growing up and for the last however many years, we've never been a part of that. Mm. We've always been in the Premier League, so it's something you've always watched and thought, "This is good fun. This is this is really entertaining." but I wouldn't want to be doing it. Yeah. And now we're going to be those ones where all the other teams are watching saying, oh, I wouldn't like to
0: be in that position. But isn't it fun? Yeah, heart in the mouth, feel a bit sick, <sighs> uh, a couple of pints in and you wish you hadn't had them. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't dare drink, I don't think. Look forward to all The
1: that. playoffs, wouldn't dare. No? No, I'm, I'm nervy about it, Tom. But excited a little bit. Save it for next week, mate. Yeah. Oh, God, the playoff special. The play- playoff special <laughs> next week. It's already got a name. Yeah. God that it that's it we done shall I do the outro take it you, yeah. you haven't been here for a while that's true I might, maybe I'll do, put in a Julianesque performance <laughs> on the outro Four no. out of ten yeah not that high uh, thank you very much for listening or watching this podcast it's, I've really enjoyed being back actually because it has been two three weeks since I've done one so it has felt good being back in the booth obviously we mentioned it at the start but if you could support us in the football blogging awards that would be very much appreciated we are quite proud of the podcast and we do put a lot into it and and want it to be good and i've tried to have high standards although sometimes that probably hasn't always shown we're glad that people really enjoy it so any support you can give us when i'm around villa park and people come up and speak to me they always say the podcast is my favorite thing on the the villa view
0: i said this earlier is we we have listeners from listeners from mississippi from australia from uh detroit all over the place and ridiculous and from the nordic countries as well it's it's surreal to hear that but an absolute pleasure to do it so thank you for that thank you for your feedback thank you for listening for your reviews and everything
1: yeah, there'll be a match preview coming up on the Villa View before the game on Sunday at some point. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And if you didn't watch fan cams after the derby game, that's on our YouTube channel as well. So go back and check that out. I think it was possibly the biggest queue for fan cams there's ever been. I think I was there for an hour and fifteen minutes after the game, or something ridiculous. So plenty of people wanted to get their say ahead of what's going to be a playoff campaign for Villa. If you're not already subscribed to the Villa View with your post notifications on, if you could do that, that would be absolutely fantastic. And give this video a like also if you have enjoyed it and if you feel like giving us a good review on itunes if you listen via that medium that would also be muchly appreciated by us all leave your comments on youtube podcast of this video if you can as well and we'll try and interact with as many of you as possible i'm quite tired from that outro now so thanks again (laughs) for listening and thanks for all your support of the villa of the villa sports social podcast network